0: The lesson today is the waiting commences, and we're going to find this in Acts chapter 1. Now, no one really likes to wait for God to move, but many times it's a necessary step for our growth and our ability to receive God's blessings. The disciples waited in Jerusalem as Jesus had instructed them so that they would receive the Holy Spirit and begin the task assigned to them. Even though they waited, they were not idle. We'll see how they prepared themselves to discern God's will and effectively carry out Christ's great mission. We too can consider how we should use times of waiting to discover God's will for our lives. Now, after Jesus explained to the disciples that they were to bear witness From Jerusalem to the ends of the earth, Jesus ascended into heaven. As the disciples watched where Jesus had gone, two angels appeared and reassured them of Christ's return. Now all of this led to today's text where we see the disciples obeyed Christ's command to wait as they prepared for the ministry that that would follow when the Holy Spirit would arrive. Now, reading from Acts, chapter 1, verses 12 through 14. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath-day journey away. When they arrived, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying. Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas the son of James. They all were continually united in prayer along with the women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. Now, the disciples confidently and expectantly followed Christ's command to wait in Jerusalem as they retraced their steps from the place of his ascension to the upper room where they would await the coming of the Holy Spirit. Now Luke chapter 24 verse 52 states that following Christ's ascension, the disciples worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. Now Luke listed the 11 individuals who gathered together to show that all the apostles, except for Judas Iscariot, who betrayed Jesus and died, were faithfully following Christ with one accord. Luke also noted the first activity of the early church was focused prayer, as he highlighted times of corporate prayer throughout the book of Acts. The text states that the disciples all were continually united in prayer. This concept reflects a shared heart as well as a shared mind, not just a shared activity. Unified prayer intertwines the desires and wills of people as they seek God together. The disciples' emphasis on prayer actually reveals three very important attributes that focused prayer brings to a group of believers. The first is the expectancy as they dedicated themselves together to seek God's answer. Second, the unity <clears throat> as they focus their prayers together on a specific need. That is, and then third is the dependency upon God as they submit to God's ultimate authority. Now the disciples were obedient to Christ's command to return to Jerusalem and used the opportunity to be de- dedicated to prayer while they awaited the Holy Spirit to come. But while they waited, they also sought to be obedient to follow and apply the scriptures to the life of the the community. Now, reading from Acts chapter 1, verses 15 to 19. In those days, Peter stood up among the brothers and sisters. The number of people who were together was about 120 and said... Brothers and sisters, it was necessary that the scripture be fulfilled that the Holy Spirit, through the mouth of David, foretold about Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was one of our number and shared in this ministry. Now, this man acquired a field with his unrighteous wages. He, he fell head first, his body burst open, and his intestines spilled out. This became known to all the residents of Jerusalem so that in their own language that the field is called Hecheldema, that is, field of blood. The company of around 120 disciples likely included the 70 disciples commissioned in Luke chapter 10, verses 1 and 2, the 11, the women who followed Jesus, and then Jesus' mother and brothers. Despite his role as a leader, Peter did not act unilaterally, but actually in conjunction with the other disciples. Peter emphasized the divine authorship of the Scriptures, saying it was necessary that the Scriptures be fulfilled, which is a common theme throughout the book of Acts. After witnessing the resurrection and Jesus' appearances for 40 days before his ascension, The disciples expressed great confidence in the fulfillment of Scripture and all the teachings that Christ revealed to them. The tragedy of Judas' betrayal is not only that he created a vacancy among the twelve apostles, but also that he, chosen by Jesus and a first-hand witness to his ministry, would betray Jesus with a kiss and buy a field with blood money. Now reading from Acts chapter 1, verses 20 and 22. For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his dwelling become desolate. Let no one live in it, and let someone else take his position. Therefore, from among the men who have accompanied us during the whole time, the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day he was taken up from us. From among these it is necessary that one become a witness with us of his resurrection. Peter made the following observations from the Psalms concerning Judas. Psalm sixty nine twenty five says Make their fortification desolate, may no one live in their tents. And Psalm one hundred nine verse eight says Let another take over his position. Peter and the disciples knew that they must take action because God's word had actually instructed them to do so. It is necessary that one become a witness with us of his resurrection. Now, Peter's use of the Psalms to argue for the need to replace Judas marked actually a new direction in his life. Prior to the resurrection, Peter was often doubtful and even argumentative regarding Christ's explanation of how God's word would be fulfilled. However, after the resurrection, Peter expressed great confidence in the word of God. His sermons in the book of Acts were filled with references that proved Jesus is the Christ of the Old Testament prophecy and should be received as Savior simply. By faith. Now, someone needed to replace Judas. The disciples knew that, that what they had to do. Now they needed to ask, seek God's leadership exactly in how to do it. Some choices we face in life are easy. For instance, we have to choose between something we know is good or bad for us. We may even struggle with giving up the bad option. But we know the alternative is actually good. However, a more difficult choice arises when we must decide between two good options. This is truly a dilemma, and it's the dilemma that the disciples faced in replacing Judas. Now, reading from Acts chapter 1, verses 23 to 26. So they proposed two. Joseph, called Barsabbas, who was also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed, You, Lord, know everyone's hearts. Show which of these two you have chosen to take the place in this apostolic ministry that Judas left to go where he belongs? Then they cast lots for them, and the lot fell to Matthias, and he was added to the eleven apostles." Now, in verses 21 and 22, Peter had laid out the prerequisites for Judas' replacement to join the eleven apostles. The individual must have been a follower of Jesus throughout his entire ministry, from his baptism to his ascension. Two men met these qualifications. The first was known by three names, Joseph, Barsabbas, and Justus. And the second was Matthias. Now both men actually satisfied the requirements. The need to replace Judas with another pro- disciple demonstrated the understanding of the great task that Christ had commissioned the disciples with. The presence of all twelve apostles was necessary to bear the burden of teaching, and leading once the Holy Spirit began to exponentially grow the numbers of disciples through the preaching of the gospel. God always provides what he demands, and the dilemma the disciples faced in deciding between the two candidates demonstrates God's provision at work, even before we realize our own needs. This passage also serves as a reminder that there were many more disciples than just the twelve who followed Jesus throughout his ministry, while some only followed for a short time, there were others who remained faithful to Christ throughout much of his ministry. The disciples' prayer was a simple, yet, was very simple, but yet it was very rich in meaning. They began by acknowledging that God, in His sovereign wisdom, knows everyone's hearts. Then they made a very specific request, asking God to show which man he had chosen. Now, it's important for us to understand the practice of casting lots was mentioned 70 times in the Old Testament, although there was no direct command or instruction on how to use it. It's believed to be a cultural practice that God's people use to seek his will in making decisions. However, this was the only time this practice was mentioned for God's people in the New Testament since the Holy Spirit guided the church's decision after Pentecost. Now, it's also important to remember that the disciples at this time were operating with two disadvantages that we don't have today. First, the Holy Spirit had not yet come to indwell them, as he does with all believers today. And second, they did not have the New Testament scriptures to help guide their decisions as we do. Now, casting lots to seek God's will today, really, probably is not the wisest thing, because it's no longer instructed or even demonstrated after this passage in the New Testament. Now, after praying and casting lots, the disciples expressed their trust in the Lord by appointing Matthias as the lot fell to him, as the twelfth apostle. Now, although Joseph was an excellent candidate, the disciples recognized and submitted to God's will as he revealed it to them. While the disciples were were called to wait, it's important for us to notice they were not just idly waiting. They used the opportunity to actually prepare for what God had in store for them next. The waiting period allowed them to become unified in prayer and to install God's chosen replacement for Judas. Preparing for their future ministry Like the disciples, we can rest on the fact that waiting on God's time is really not a delay, but it's actually an opportunity for us to better prepare ourselves to faithfully accomplish all that God has in store for us. I want to close in prayer today. Heavenly Father, we come to you, and I just ask, Lord, that For anyone that's sick and hurting today, that you just reach out and touch them and wrap your loving arms of grace and mercy around them and just restore them spiritually and physically. And Lord, I pray for the family members that surround these sick individuals, that you would just comfort them and guide them and give them the strength to endure as they support their ailing loved one. And Lord, I pray for anyone else that listens to this lesson today that you would just instill in them the peace and understanding that comes with waiting as we prepare for what you have in store for us next. And Lord, I ask that you send the Holy Spirit to guide and direct our steps this week and show us who we need to share the loving gospel of Jesus Christ with. For it's in Jesus' precious and holy name that I pray. Amen.